Hello, ladies, gentlemen, and everybody in between. This is Not Another Anime, the podcast where two guys who know nothing about anime talk about anime, video games, and whatever we want to. I'm your host, a random guy with a mic, here with my co-host, Shiverus. Hey, guys, what's going on? And welcome to the show. I'm supposed to have a mic drop right now, but I still can't get it. <laughs> well, my dude, <laughs> I can always drop this mic here that you let me borrow on the floor. Please I'm sure don't. the harder I throw it, the more noise it'll make. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> and to your welcome to the show, all I'm going to say is woo woo. <laughs> <laughs> so, Shiv, man, what's up? How have you been? I've been doing good, random guy. Just been working, doing the use, trying to find time in between work and downtime to play my video games, watch a little anime, watch a little zombie, vampire, uh, demons type of movie shows, because you know what time it is. It's my favorite holiday time. It's Halloween month. (laughs) Halloween. Hell yes. Yep. (laughs) Just one week. And like, have you noticed, time out, have you noticed how come, like, once it hits October, it's already Christmas? Like, Oh, I God, seen, don't I, even yeah, remind I, me. I, I just, like, today, I, this just reminded me, today I saw a fucking Christmas tree, like, out in my, in my apartment complex. Like, they wow. are <laughs> Like, they are preparing for Christmas, and it's October. Like, good God. I'm surprised, but I'm not really surprised, because we call that in the United States capitalism at its finest let's milk christmas <laughs> in early august and fuck thanksgiving and halloween and just skip straight to the money making <laughs> but i'm not pessimistic at all am i no he's a very happy person hey random guy what's been going on with you what's keeping you frosty bruh nothing much just same old same old walking walking sleeping eating walking and realizing that I'm getting really, really old, man. I'm getting <laughs> so old. Sounds like you got your routine down to a pat, my friend. Yes, I do. <laughs> yes, I do. Well, let me share real quick with my listeners because I, I, the first episode, um, I did a formal or informal introduction in Japanese and Russian. And I'm proud to say I had my first Japanese lesson. Konnichiwa. And I learned a few words, one of those being what I just said, and a few other ones. But it was really fun to learn a little bit of Japanese. I mean, I'm a far ways from being able to speak to any native or basic Japanese speaker, but I had a lot of fun. So, yeah, that's my little side note there. Konnichiwa. Daisuke desu. Seiyamo. Random guy. Did you just incorporate multiple <laughs> languages there? That's not universal language, my friend. You did not get a pass on that. <laughs> All hate mail will go to randomguy at gmail.com. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. So- but bringing it back in, this is my favorite time of the year, before the holidays, of course, for Halloween. I freaking love Halloween because it's that time to gather your loved ones and watch nothing but zombies, vampires, demons, and horror. I'm not much of a horror horror per se, but 
I will watch anything with zombies, vampires, and demons in it, and I find it pretty interesting. And I, I, be honest, I just freaking love it. <laughs> you know why I like so, Halloween? Why? Because of the sexy, stupid costumes. I'm not being <laughs> a puppet. Like, amen. I'm not <laughs> being a puppet. Like some, some of those costumes, some <laughs> they cost you for. <laughs> It's stupid, okay? I'm a stupid person. I I admit I am not a smart person. Why are you stupid, man? There's nothing wrong with having taste for certain things. That's far from being stupid, my friend. <laughs> we all have our likes. And yeah, that can definitely be one of them. You like the hot costumes during Halloween. Or in this case, the sexy costumes. So, <laughs> But I want to talk a few things about the Halloween season coming up, and there were a few shows that actually caught or have caught my attention over the years that I want to share with our audience here. Um, first one I wanted to talk about show-wise was one in 2009, which was a horror movie. It was labeled as comedy, and I guess now if you look back at it, you can kind of see where the it didn't hold up so well or things may look funny, but... It was Jennifer's Body, it, and this was the one with, of course, the hottie, Megan Fox. Yum. <laughs> <laughs> Did I mention Megan Fox? <laughs> it's about a demon possession, basically. Um, high schoolers, demon possession, um, killing guys, taking their souls, staying young, appetite for human flesh, blah, 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 blah. Did you ever watch this one, RG? Um, I saw some YouTube compilations of Megan Fox killing people. I think that was it. Okay. <laughs> I didn't watch well. it. Like, I'm not a big <laughs> fan. I'm not a. I'm more of a zombie. Now I'm more of a zombie kind of guy. I'm not a big fan of the whole demons and all that stuff. I'm more zombie. No, I definitely understand. Yeah. No, I understand. I mean, I I I had watched it before, and I rewatched it just recently. I mean, it holds up mediocre i'd forgotten how mediocre it was <laughs> i mean i think the hype of it was megan fox being at that time 2009 it's like wow drool etc etc but i don't know what more i can say it's about a demon possession it's about a girl who gets possessed because and this is as spoiler free as i can put it even though it's been what a what about 12 years? A, yeah, 12 years. I was right. Uh-huh. Holy shit, I was right. Oh, no, you're definitely right. Um, 12 years plus. Um, give it a look over. If you're into demon possession, if you're into the friendship of two girls <laughs> being tested <Which>? by, <laughs> by a demon who kills guys, if you have issues with men... Then definitely your watch. <laughs> all right, all right. Now, since what about you, RG? Do you have one? Yes, Sweet Home, and this one is actually really recent. It's called Sweet Home. It's on Netflix, and good God, this is my shit. Like, like I said before, I <laughs> I love zombie. I love this zombie apocalypse movie because it, it it's actually really psychological. It's. Uh, <laughs> I love this is um, I love the zombie apocalypse movie uh, scenario because it's actually kind of realistic. Right. No, no, don't, don't, no. I'm not. I don't believe in zombies, but uh, I do be, like. 
Ah, how do you want to explain it? Okay. So, like, <laughs> this is going to sound so bad, isn't it? Uh, Just say it. <laughs> during World War II in Germany, that was the, uh, I, 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 you know, I'm, I'm just going to say I'm ha- I have to conflict uh, Nazi Germany with, z- with the zombie apocalypse. This is like, huh? I don't know. <laughs> just follow me. My mind is weird. Just follow me on this one, right? So in a zombie apocalypse, right. it's like one group of people versus, uh, versus like an entire infected, uh, like the entire infected world, right? So they have to hide. They have to um, strap up. It's, uh, it's, a group, it's a group of normal people who aren't used to this, suddenly are thrusted in a situation where, it's the, uh, where um, the conventions of society are gone. And it's them versus the okay. world. Uh, let's bring it back to Nazi Germany. Oh, my God. Nazi Germany. Wow! Didn't you are taking me on a little side road that doesn't seem to connect. No, it, with it does. Like it, 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 <laughs> it connects to my mind. Me and the audience are just just bouncing around on the little truck, going nowhere. <laughs> like it, zombie apocalypse. It's you in a zombie apocalypse. It's a group of people who aren't trained for this versus an infected population in nazi germany i know it sounds weird just follow me on this one it was a group of people the jewish we're trying to my friend we're trying to (laughs) it was a group of people uh up against the world it was the group of innocent jewish people up against the nazi germany up against the nazis so you know what's up against the wall or up against my table is my head, dude. It's a banging it right now. <laughs> Long story short, sweet, <laughs> please. <laughs> Long story short, sweet home is a very, very good show. It's about a zombie apocalypse that takes place in Korea. Uh, oh, not the okay. I, <laughs> I already zombie apocalypse. We have wrong yeah, show, I, my that, friend. This is about monsters. Yeah, it's about monsters. <laughs> It's about monsters. Monsters. I got trained to be some, and uh, I got trained to be some confused with this one. Which, wow. Yeah. Oh, speaking of which, have you? S- audience, audience, please, if you're still with us, don't turn us off. We still have a relevant show to continue here. Just your, your fair warning or personal. What do they call it? Um, when you add your little tangents, injuncture, tangents. What's it called? Tangents. No, what you're doing is a tangent, my friend. <laughs> like, no, it's your personal... Personality? No, my friend. When you add something to a speech or whatever, not an amendum, but like when it's a, it's a live recording and someone interjects and this is going nowhere. Anyways, so sweet <laughs> home, my friend. Because you are just as lost as I am right now. Sweet, I want to find a sweet fucking home right now, dude. Sweet home is a, sweet home is about a monster apocalypse that uh, it's about a monster apocalypse that takes place in an apartment complex in <laughs> Korea, right? Like, yes, it is. The main uh, it has it's it's very good, and the, one of the biggest reasons I like it is because the. Uh, CG is really, really good and really interesting. The monsters are really interesting. And it's not just your garden variety um, zombies. It's not your garden variety monsters. You see, like, you see a bunch of different monsters. And uh, it's, yeah, it's really cool. You should check it out. It's on Netflix. Yeah, I definitely agree. And I'm going to add to this because the monsters are really cool. The way they designed each of the monsters is very unique, each with its own ability being... A big brute, like a tank type of 
monster to a half-headed monster that uses its hearing and has the abilities of a tree to kind of instantly just throw its arm out and pierce you with like a root type of thing is really wicked. I enjoyed this show. I first watched it from start to finish um, when it first came out. Um, I liked it. It was cool. It was. It really was. Speaking of zombies in South Korea, Train to Busan, which is about zombies in South Korea. Do you want to talk about it? Hell yes, it was. Do you want to talk about it? Uh, It came out in 2016. I think I already am. (laughs) Action horror movie. Uh, Basically, a man and his daughter are passengers trapped on a speeding train that, uh, of course, well, going to Busan. During a zombie apocalypse. Uh, (laughs) Also, the train is going to Busan. It was. Was it? Yeah, the train was going to Busan. (laughs) Of course, it was, my friend. That's why it's called Train to Busan. But it was a good setup. I really enjoyed it. It kept you, or it kept me, on suspense. Um, There were a lot of, well, it didn't get me, but there were a lot of jump scares on it. And you really didn't know what direction the film was going to take. I mean, you started rooting for the man and his daughter. And you also meet other passengers on the train. young, Young high school students to older elderly as well and you become attached and unfortunately you lose a few in the process and again this is a non-spoiler but it's definitely worth a watch i i really enjoyed it um there was and i found this out just recently within the past week and a half a quote-unquote follow-up to train to busan that was called peninsula Yes, Train to Busan presents Peninsula. And I actually took a watch on that one. And I got to say, where Train to Busan for me was a 9.0, and that's a pretty high rating in my opinion, Train to Busan presents Peninsula was more of a 6 or 7. It didn't fall flat, but it was more of an action adventure versus Train to Busan was more of an action horror, if that makes any sense. Peninsula was more of, we're here, we're going to get this certain item, we're going back into Korea because it's been quarantined, and yeah, so I just felt there was a lot of fluff, and I really enjoyed Train to Bazan, the original one, compared to this um, Train to Bazan Presents Peninsula, but if you want to watch something that's action-adventure and kind of zombie-related, well, kind of zombie is zombie related, then give Peninsula a shot. So you might actually enjoy it more than I did. But uh, Two thoughts. Yeah. One, uh, action horror is called thriller. And two, the main reason I didn't really like Peninsula was because while Train to Busan was claustrophobic, you really felt that fear because they were in an enclosed space. Peninsula was was way too big. That sounds so... It was way too, like, it was way too wide open. You didn't feel that sense of that... That sense of claustrophobic. You didn't feel that claustrophobic with Train to Busan. I agree, yes. But to me, the idea of the apocalypse um, going to a place to to for the goal of what they were doing had already been done just recently with Zack Snyder's zombie movie that came out on Netflix. There's a so Zach that's Snyder. where I had conflict. There's a Zack Snyder's Zach- zombie movie? Yes, where the hell have you been hiding, my friend? Under a rock. What is it called? Obviously. 
It's called Obviously? No. I said obviously. <laughs> obviously. The movie... <laughs> the movie is actually Army of the Dead. And it stars um, Dave Pat- Batista, who we all know as Drex from Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, Drex. that one. That really stupid one. No, it's not good. It's not good. Don't watch it. It was okay. It wasn't stupid, though. I, I, I contradict you right here. Um, yes, IMDb gave it a 5.8, but it deserved a little bit better than that. And not because it was by Zack Snyder. No, no. it's because they had a guy but, with a chainsaw as a hand. It was very cartoonish. I like my Zumbu movies like I like my coffee. No, 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 no. Okay, I'm going to dispute you on here. Because the idea in this movie of a hierarchy in the zombies... Like they did with the female who was like the queen. And they also had a guy who was like her king or prince or whatever you want to call it. That was a cool concept that I have never seen in a zombie movie whatsoever. And the fact that the zombies kind of mellotoned themselves or downplayed themselves around these two as they called the direction. That was a cool concept. I have to agree. Uh, Just because something is new and fancy doesn't make it automatically good. Like I don't <laughs> No, but that is perspective, my friend. Yeah, true. That's definitely perspective. True. True. <laughs> true. All right. Tying it all back to zombies, vampires, all this good stuff. There was another show or movie that I just recently watched called I Am Hero. I Am Hero is based off a manga of the same name, of course. Um from 2015, the movie. Also an action horror movie. Um this one is basically about a manga artist, Hideo. Hideo is a guy who lacks confidence. He lives in his own fantasy world, um, hallucinations. Um, from the beginning, you tell that his life is very unfulfilling and he's just, put it bluntly, he's boring. Um, his wife is trying to get him to succeed in the manga business by pushing his own comics that he has, but he has no confidence to sell himself. Well, all of this gets a quick upturn when the zombie virus known as ZQN runs rampant in Japan. And Hideo, who is nothing less than confident, um... Basically flees the city after losing his his wife and his co-workers and meets other people. Basically what the show was to me, RG, was a guy who lacked self-confidence, who towards the end finds that self-confidence in himself, but not to the very end. Where this show clearly got a great rating with Rotten Tomatoes. I'm not sure what IMDb, IMDb rated this. I thought this show sucked balls, man. I did not like this whatsoever. I did not care for watching a uh, less confident man who is an older man who looks like in his 30s struggle with the idea of being confident and finding his confidence at the end of a zombie apocalypse when all shit hits a fan and he's about to die, basically. That... That just blew my mind. But I sat through there and I watched this whole movie. And yeah, that's my opinion of it. Did you ever see this? Nope. Yeah, well, 
In my opinion, you're not missing much, my friend. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> and I'm glad I didn't see it. Exactly. So I was just um, surfing the internets like I usually do. And I found this really, really stupid thing by Ikea. It's called a... Uh, yeah, let me try it. It's a uh, Ikea gaming furniture. And my dude, I, I, I sent you the link, right? It's... Yeah, she did. I had actually heard about this in the Tokyo Game Show. And I'll talk about Tokyo Game Show later on. But yeah, they had mentioned something about Ikea coming up with their own line of gaming furniture and some other stuff. But go on. I'm sorry. It looks like it's... It looks so... I don't... I don't know how to explain how bad it looks. It looks baffling. It hurts the... It looks blah. It looks baffling. <laughs> it hurts the eyes. Like... Also, Ikea, uh, Ikea, if you're listening, like, the president of Ikea, the guy with the Swedish Mitch Balls, please stay away from the gaming community. Like, I, I, I know he is, but, like, my dude, no, no. Bad Ikea. Bad Ikea. Well, I, I love Ikea. I don't. Um, a lot of my furniture comes from Ikea, and, yes, I put it together myself. Uh, that's half the fun of owning Ikea furniture is assembling it. But I know what you're talking about. I looked it over and I wasn't really impressed where the gaming chairs just looked ordinary. There was nothing that stood out about them. They didn't have any back lower support like a little pillow that most gaming chairs come with. They don't have any type of pillow for your neck or your headrest. It was, it blew my mind. It's, it's just an ordinary chair. I, I don't understand. The gaming desk I looked at, and it was pretty cool because the gaming desk actually had little cup holds on the left and right hand side where you sit, where you push yourself towards the desk so you can put the drink. Now that's cool. Towards the back, of course, like most tables or desks nowadays have, they have a little cutout for the wires. That was also cool and accessible, but nothing else really stood out about it. I mean... You can customize. They show it with different type of um, lighting effects, uh, what I call ground effects, which were for cars and whatnot, but the blue lighting, the pink-red lighting, whatever, which is pretty cool. But that's optional, and that's an extra cost. I mean, you're already spending a little over 100 for the desk. Why not add something with that included? I don't get it. Yeah, I'm not a big gamer, and I have never bought a gaming chair in my life. I just think it looks stupid. <laughs> and that's why I brought it up to you, because you're the gamer, my dude. Yeah, well, I, I wasn't totally impressed, but it is what it is, right? Yep, 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 yep. It is what it is. Yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit about video game news now. Yeah. Because just recently, we had the Tokyo Game Show. And with the Tokyo Game Show, Nintendo did their big direct. Um, Wait, I have a question. Was... Sorry, sorry. To... Like, what is the Tokyo Game Show exactly? Because I've only heard of E3. So, like, could you explain to me and the people who aren't gamers what the Tokyo Game Show is? In what capacity do you want me to explain it? I'm not sure I understand the question. What is it? Is it a, like? Is it as big as E3? Uh, it's called Tokyo <laughs> Game show it's a game show in tokyo (laughs) in tokyo hey everyone give a round of applause (laughs) okay so why is it important though like is it as my dude it's 
it's just as similar to E3. I can't say it's just as big. It's similar to E3, similar to Gamescom, which happens in Germany. It's basically a big show that highlights games. And since E3, and this is my opinion, this does not reflect the opinions of not another anime, but my own. E3 has kind of dwindled over the past couple of years, especially with COVID and especially with PlayStation pulling out and not doing a direct show at E3 and doing their own separate thing. Damn. Um, how do I say it? It is its own dedicated show, I guess, for the eastern part of the world. For the, I don't want to say Asian community. That just singles them out because... More than just the Asian community revolves around the Tokyo Game Show, just as much as the Gamescom that happens in Germany. Basically, where developers and producers put out their games for the world to take an introduction. Okay, this brings up a good point because we are so American centric. Word, American centric. American centric. Thank you. You hit the nail right on the head. We are so used to America. Producing or being the showboat where we forget the rest of the world and us are a big circle, a big cycle, a big community. And that's basically what Tokyo Game Show and Gamescom is. It's a part of what E3 does as well. They do the same thing, just on a different level towards a different audience. And I'll explain that in a second. But and etc. Now I say different audience because Tokyo. Japan focuses a lot, not solely, but a lot on JRPGs, uh, RPGs, role-playing games, and whatnot. Now, I'm not saying that's all they do. They do everything, but there's a big focus on that. Just like Gamescom focuses on its own set of, of games and whatnot, but they still incorporate a lot and include a lot of indie and major AAA titles as well. And I hope that explains it. Yeah, yeah, it really does help. Cool. Okay, because I don't know if I'm explaining it right or not. <laughs> but Tokyo Game Show. Um, Nintendo Direct had their own showcase there. And, of course, just like we've heard, there have been talks about a 4K model of the Switch. But everyone is still unsure whether that's going to happen. And that basically surfaced with Bloomberg. Bloomberg having a report saying that developers were receiving kits for um, 4K models to use and present with their gaming hardware and whatnot. So, of course, the feelers went out, oh, their Switch, Nintendo's doing a 4K Switch. That doesn't mean anything. It's just available for developers to work with. So, if there is a 4K down the road, then they have the information, they have the, what's the word, the software and the utility and the hardware to work with to, to produce that. But... There is no announcement right now for a 4K Nintendo Switch. No announcement. But that's sad. Anyways, why is that? You don't even own a Nintendo Switch, my dude. But I could own one. What do you? But okay, I... what do you own right now? No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm gonna put you on blast right now. Tell me, tell the audience what consoles you currently own right now. I own a Roku TV console. Yeah, enough said. <laughs> no, back to Tokyo Game Show. <laughs> Monster Hunter, for fans of Monster Hunter series. Um, they announced Monster Hunter Rise, um, an expansion for the series um, entitled Sunbreak. 
coming out in the summer of 2022. We still have some time there, but um, should be interesting to see how that that plays out and whether the fan base really takes to it, seeing how the Monster, Monster Hunter series is well-liked in the eastern part of the world. And the western world, we got a taste of it with Monster Hunter World. And we also got a second taste with, I can't remember the name, it, it, it escapes my mind. Um, RG, if you can help me, please. Monster Hunter did a sequel within the past few years. Um, it had to deal with uh, ice, cold. I can't think of the name of it. Because Monster Hunter World was the original. I have no idea. I know there was a Monster I do. I know there was a Monster Hunter movie. Like, it wasn't really good. Oh no! What did you, you you saw it right? You know what I'm talking about—the Monster Hunter movie. I know exactly what you're talking about. Okay, the second game was called My Monster Hunter Iceborne. That was the name of the second game. I never played that one. I played World, and that one was a lot of fun. I enjoyed, and you spent a lot of time trying to get the different gear. You had a cat, and I can't you think. You had a cat. Right now oh my god! The advancement. You had a cat. You had a cat that was your little buddy that helped you out in um, giving you healing potions and helping you out kind of tank and whatnot. And it was really cool. I enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. But this isn't a podcast about Monster Hunter World, so let's go on. Um, Kirby. Kirby has a new game coming out called Kirby right. and the Forgotten Land. Oh, cool. It looked really cool because Kirby is now in 3D. Full feature roaming capability. That should be really interesting for the newer generation and for fans currently of Kirby and whatnot. Kirby's a pink one, RG. Right? Yes, Kirby is a pink little cotton, I guess you could call him. Or cloud? No, cloud looks more like it. No. Yeah. Nah. I'm not talking cloud from Final Fantasy. I'm talking like a cloud cloud in the sky. <laughs> anyway. Hey, RG, were you a fan of the 64, Nintendo 64 back in the day? Nope. I, the only, like, I've only had two game stations in my life. A PlayStation 2 and an Xbox 360. That's all. Okay. Well, for those of you not RG Hi. audience that are still listening, fans of the 64 console, be prepared because Switch Online, with an additional fee, unfortunately, You'll be able to play your favorite Nintendo 64 games coming soon. And when exactly that will happen, um, I didn't find that information. Nobody knows. Well, uh, no, I doubt that. I'm sure someone knows out there because there's a big fan base for Nintendo 64 games for those that love it. So that should be really interesting to see how that votes. Splatoon 3 was also showcased and had a trailer (laughs) at Tokyo Game Show. They're introducing a new class or race called the um, Mammolians. Oh, God. And they, to me, they basically look like a caveman with a lot of fur around them. I don't even know how to describe them, but Splatoon was fun. I mean, it's a lot of fun playing with people. I, I enjoy it. I think by now, Metroid Dread is already released for fans of Metroid. The... Look up Metroid Dread. Samus, the zeros. Yes. Ah, that, see, I I don't know any games. Okay, I I don't know any games. I'm not a game. I'm not a gaming person. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I think me and the audience already know that, but we, we give you a pass, Archie. We give you a pass, yes. But Samus is back, and the new game now is called Metroid Dread. Look for it on Switch. Now, what I'm really hyped about, and I'm really looking forward to, because, Archie, I don't have enough games, sarcastically, to play with, let alone I have plenty of time, none, to add a new game. But Sega announced for Japan, and unfortunately, yes, it's only for Japan. Much love to you, Japan, but Western also wants this as well. It's an RPG role-playing game, if you didn't know what that was, mobile game called Sin Chronicles. It's um, set to be released on Android and iOS, and it's a follow-up to a 2013 Sega game called Chain Chronicles. Uh, Also a smartphone game, but also had an anime as well. It's set to release on Japan on December 15th of this year, and I will be looking to actually play this game. I think it looked amazing. They had a segment dedicated to it that took about, I want to say, 35 to 45 minutes, where they unveiled a lot of the information. And luckily, it was translated, so I knew what the hell they were talking about. But what really drew me, RG, to this mobile game not that I don't have enough again, was every choice you have to make after you complete a chapter, and each chapter, I don't know how many chapters, by the way, each chapter takes about 10 hours to complete. What? Will, On yes, a mobile game. 10 hours, my bro. A... Mobile game. Let me repeat. Every chapter has a long adventure lasting 10 hours. But after each chapter, you are presented with a decision. Um, you decide who you believe in in your group and what way you want to go. However, the situation plays out. I don't know what the decisions are. They really didn't explain that. But the decision will alter your group composition and alter your world that you're playing. Now you're saying, okay, yeah, whatever. You know, you save a game, you go back, you just repeat. No. They explain that once you make your choice and your decision... The server uploaded the information. It uploads the information. You can't go back and change it unless you start a brand new freaking game as far as I interpreted the information. So you're stuck with the choices you make. There isn't, oh, I didn't want to go that way. Let me go back. No, that's it. (laughs) Replay the whole chapter, I guess, for 10 hours on a new email or a new account or whatever and see how it plays out. But I find that really interesting because... Over the past 10 to 20 years, I want to say a lot of games have tried this, but there are ways around, in my my personal opinion again, there are ways around kind of beating that system. So I'm curious to see how this will play out with the story and your group composition that you take with you and whatnot with your characters. Um, anyways, I'm going far off the tangent. Uh, you're playing as a protagonist um and I'm going to butcher this name, so I do apologize, Japanese listeners. Taito Ban, who is captain of something called Exploration Knights, who has a spirit companion, and who doesn't have a little cute animal with him, uh, called Muyitos. Um, you're introduced automatically to um, two female protagonists who are going to be part of the group, but you can only take one of them with you, and that's to be decided, well, way before the 10 hours, but you decide how you want to do it. 
There are other characters that you will meet along the way and other characters that will unlock along with their stories once you... And this is where the information gets a little sketchy because I translated a lot of the presentation on screen and it seems to be based off a of gotcha system, RG. And if you're familiar with gotcha games, of course, you have to basically roll and hope you get a character you like or want and it's not a repeat and etc. etc. So if you don't have a particular character in this game, then the story's not gonna unlock for you regarding their arc or their storyline. And I don't really know how that plays out chapter to chapter. If a chap new chapter introduces new ones or your old character, it, it, it's up in the air. But from gameplay and whatnot, it's a turn-based style system. You're going around, you have your group with you, and everyone contributes on their fighting. And you can do combinations and combos. You're collecting items. You're leveling up your character. Now, they did explain that the gacha was not... or your weapons were not gotcha based, which to me, I like that because all I want my gotcha to be is drawing for characters and nothing more. I really could care less for drawing for items like weapons or equipment and whatnot. And one game I will mention and I'll talk about just shortly is Genshin Impact, but not yet. So you're going destination to destination. Um, you're, each of the zones have missions you do as you're going across the map of course if you street three star the mission depending on what the objectives are you gain extra goodies and all that but i i i think it looks really cool and i'm excited to get my hands on it i'm not sure how i would do that but i will figure out a way even if it means setting up a vpn a virtual private network to to mask my ip here in the united states and do it so that it recognizes it as open and use a Japanese IP so I can I can do it. Yeah. yeah. One cool thing about this, um, the composition of the music was being handled by um by a music composer you may be uh, aware of. He did Made in Abyss. Oh shit! Was, really? Yes, Kevin Penkin. Wow. Kevin Penkin was um assigned or hired for the task of composing the music. And I thought that was really cool because a game isn't really a game if you, to me, being a music person, if you don't have a music to go along with it. And one example I can use is um, the recent one that just came out, Near, Near Reincarnation, which is a mobile game. That one has really good music. I'm not going to say it's like, oh my God, mind-blowing, but very good music that suits what you're doing and your game style so i don't have to turn it off and open up spotify or amazon music to jam out while i'm what's called while i'm doing the events and i'm grinding for points or rewards and whatnot. you know something so. interesting i've noticed like we are, Go ahead. like we have uh we are moving more and more towards more like mobile games being better than console games so like do you think isn't that true? Yeah. yeah so like do you true. think there's going to be a point in the future because like cell phone now the new iPhone 13 Pro costs like $1200 and like the new PS5 costs like $600. So it's like is there going to be a point where game developers are just going to stop developing games for console and just switch everything to mobile? Do you think so? 
My personal opinion, I don't think so. Uh, because, uh, again, one of the games I'm going to talk about, Genshin Impact, is a mobile game. But it's also available on your consoles. I think it's all a matter of preference and taste. Just like you have your Xbox players, you have your PlayStation, you have your Nintendo lovers. Right now, it's opening up a new division that's always been there, but is slowly starting to increase, which is your mobile gamers. They have been the ones in the bottom end who have always been around since gaming has been introduced to mobile games, to the smartphones, but haven't been a majority. I think with these new games being as broad and as huge as a console game where you're spending time and hours in them, this base is starting to increase. That It's going to give, I don't know if you want to say competition, but it's, it's going to be up there with those who play consoles or play handheld and whatnot. So that's my opinion. Nice. Nice. Yeah. But closing this off, um, Sin Chronicles. Uh, their re- pre-registration just opened up on Saturday, October the 2nd for um, Japan. So if you're interested, go take a look. I know I already dropped my email address on there. So <laughs> I am ready, my dude. I am ready. Anywho. Cool, cool, cool. I have enjoyed the games, guys. Exactly. Oh, speaking of speaking of games, <laughs> speech. Go ahead, my Speaking dude. of Genshin Impact, I'm glad that you brought it up. Um, I was reading this article saying uh, about how the Genshin Impact players were kind of um, angry that the company didn't do anything for the second for the one year anniversary, and it's like it's wild. Like I'm not a big like I said I'm not a gamer. I I don't really care. But it's like. No, you aren't, my friend. No, you aren't. <laughs> but, but like, that's what makes you unique. You bring a different perspective. But yeah, and you've seen the article too, right? What do you think about Genshin Impact? About the about, contra- what, what about exactly? the controversy about the players not being about the players being angry that they didn't get a special prize for the anniversary. Like, do you think free uh, um, free to play games the uh, should give players stuff for anniversaries? Okay, let's take this a step back real quick. For those of you who aren't aware about what Random Guy is talking about, Mihoyo, which is a producer for Genshin Impact, just recently celebrated their one-year anniversary. And if most of you are familiar with free-to-play games during their anniversary, whether it's Girls Frontline, Azure Lane, um... Trying to think of other ones. Ark Knights, and the list goes on and on and on. Bang Dreams, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> Angel Beats. Bang Dreams. Uh-huh. Yeah, bang dreams. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> I have a puppy mind. Sorry. RG. Sorry. Real it in, my friend. <laughs> this is just games. <laughs> <laughs> but anniversaries for free-to-play games. What you usually see, if you're aware or not aware of this, usually offer or entice their gaming community base free items. Um, they'll give them free coins or gems or whatever the the monetary value in the game is so that they're able to draw on their gotcha for weapons or for extra characters and whatnot. Well, the community base of Genshin Impact was in astonishment when Mihoyo decided, in their opinion, to ignore them and give them basically... <laughs> A video, which was cool. Don't get me wrong. I I witnessed it. I didn't play. Okay. 
Sorry, I'm being all over the place like Archie hey. now. <laughs> I started Genshin Impact when it came out. I played for about a month and a half, and I dropped it because I was doing it on my iPad, and it was really hard to function, the moving and whatnot. Later, it was available for the console, but I started a different account on there, but I never really took off with it. Anyways, the reason I bring that up is because I understand what the game is about, and... I understand you pull for characters and you pull for extra characters to unlock certain talents or unlock their talents and make them more powerful. You draw on weapons to to build them up and be more powerful and whatnot, which I really don't like gotcha games that do weapons, but that's my own personal opinion. So what Archie is saying is the question is, do free-to-play games or... Yeah, free-to-play games. Do they owe their community any type of rewards or compensation when it comes to anniversaries and whatnot? That's the question we asked ourselves. And, RG, what do you think when it comes to free-to-play games? Um, yes, I know you're not a gamer. But say you were playing a game like Genshin Impact. And say you invested a few hundred dollars in it. And... Say you were even doing this on a social platform like Twitch TV or YouTube and you built a community and you're showcasing the game and what it offers and you're spending your own personal money and yeah, here comes anniversary time and you're telling the community, this game is great. This game does this. We've done this. We've accomplished this, that, and whatnot. And then all of a sudden, you get mediocre rewards. You get a few... 100 primal gems which is not even enough even enough for like a one pull of a gacha character what what is your opinion on that rg do they owe their players or their player base community any rewards for an anniversary does the game work like is the game oh uh, yeah does, does the game look pretty of course is the game yes. functional definitely well define function does, like because, is yeah, it buggy it's, it's, does it crash every few minutes no, not at all. And I'm pretty sure Mohoyo or whatever gaming company has given the players everything they wanted. All this anniversary stuff is just extra. So then your answer is no, no they don't owe absolutely their player base anything. Absolutely not. Nope, nope, nope. Interesting. What about you? And what, why do you say that? No, we're not jumping off you yet. Why do you say because that? Because if the game is functional, if the game is fun, if the game doesn't break down every few minutes if the game looks pretty the then the com and then uh the company muhoyo or whoever the company is has already done their job like it's they've made an they have made an entertaining game and the player that players enjoy and if they don't want to give you anything for the anniversary hey that's their prerogative I didn't get it. You know, I haven't gotten. I haven't gotten a gift for my birthday for the past ten years. You see me crying about it? No. <laughs> I just eat my feelings. Oh, that's a good point, my friend. That's a good point. Well, I have to take a neutral stance on this one because I totally agree with our, what RG is saying. The game does function. The game has beautiful graphics. Whether you're playing on a mobile phone. You're playing on the console. The graphics are awesome. The game is very detailed on 
on your adventuring and it does give you ample rewards as you complete various quests. And again, we're speaking of Genshin Impact solely. And as you as you um, adventure across the world, you'll find treasure chests and you'll kill monsters and you'll get additional drops of what their, what their monetary value is, primal gems, to collect that you can save up and you can pull, do gotcha pulls. And what did it cost you? absolutely nothing but your time and time i guess is a real question of how much you spend and how much you promote the game because they've done a great job people people are hired to do these games people spend their time hours months years i don't know how long it took to do genshin impact and have put this game together and they haven't put a price on it 59.99 or 99.99 deluxe or ultimate bundle or whatnot whatever you have you but they put a working game out there and it's up to you to decide whether you want to spend your own money to what i call whaling to get the best character and to get additional drops if you're lucky doesn't mean you're always going to get something to open up new talent so if you are a content creator or a streamer you can put it out there to the world and show these new players or players that join along in your adventure and help you out and Showcase what the character can do and whatnot, especially when it comes to new releases and new characters. But on the opposite end, I can see the frustration of those who have spent their time, their content creating, spending their own personal money on a game which has become, what's the word? Redundant. Um, a norm, no, a normalcy across most, I can't say all, most gotcha games to reward your community with something for an anniversary. In this case, the player base was asking, what did it cost Mehoyo to give them a free four-star uh, or a, a five-star character? I'm not asking right now, RG. No. So, it cost them absolutely nothing. When these players have spent their own money, used their own credit cards, done whatever, worked overtime and whatnot to purchase all these items just to get the big finger at the end saying, thank you for playing our game. Your reward is we'll take you on an adventure for showing you in a chibi type of video online that you have to use your phone to scan and you open up and it'll open up. It was cool. Don't get me wrong. There was a lot of time spent on this where it shows you your amount of hours and how it broke down in, you know, making cooking, uh, how much you spent on cooking or what you spent in the, in the Spire Tower advancing forward and whatnot. And that was really cool, but they could offer just a bit more and it would not have cost them much more to allow a player to pull just one five-star character from whatever list or open-ended, however they want to do it, because you need more than one copy of the character to advance down a talent tree that goes down six branches to unlock all the abilities, extra abilities, excuse me, of your said character. So I'm on the fence when it comes to stuff like that. I can see the uh, community side, but I can also see the developer side on they put this out as a gotcha game. You know what it entails. But. Now, Mihoyo did eventually 
reciprocate what was going on because RG, did you know that the player base rate bombed Genshin Impact, which was standing at like a 4.7 or 4.8 on the Google Play Store, down to like a 2.3? Now, see, that is just stupid beyond reason. <laughs> that is the frustration of a gaming community, my friend. Unfortunately, you're not that much of a gamer, and I don't mean that condescendingly to understand that when you spend your time and your hard-earned money, you want some type of show other than, or appreciation other than, thank you for playing our game. Here's a little video of, of what you accomplished in the year. Sorry, but that's my personal opinion. That's why I'm not a big gamer. <laughs> my friend, you already are not a gamer. And I probably so. never will. I'm like, holy shit, that is fucked. <laughs> Dude, dude. Speaking. Oh, you know what? You go you go first. No, go right ahead. I'm I was sorry. Just, like, have you seen like we I used to play like there's this one game I used to play, League of Legends, back in the day. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> stop the press. You played a game? Yes, stop the press. <laughs> I used to play League of Legends. I Hell yes, yeah, so did I. Yes, that's how we met. Wait, no. Exactly, my friend. It took you long enough to make the connection. <laughs> Me and RG used to have our own little group on League of Legends. We weren't ranked, unfortunately. I don't think we ever made it to rank, did we? No, no we did not. <laughs> the grind was just insane, really? man. I mean, we met some cool people along the way, but yeah. Anyways, I'm sorry. Go like on. Like this new trailer, this um, Akane trailer, trailer of... Uh... Huh? The Akane trailer for they're making like a show on Netflix. The Akane, it's the trailer is really cool. <laughs> okay, what are you saying? There's a trailer about one of the characters of, on in of League of Legends. It's Akane. Akane. Audience, audience, I'm gonna interrupt you. Audience, please do not turn okay, off the podcast. Thank you. Please, please keep following us. Yes, RG. The word is arcane, not arcane. I'm so used to anime when I see arcane, <laughs> my so friend. I'm so used to anime. Arcane. Like when I see that AR. <laughs> feeding into the mana, feeding into the magic, my friend. Your MP I'm source. I'm sorry, but like your... when I'm so, I'm so used to anime when I see that oh kind of God. thing. I just think when I see that kind of spell, I think arcane, not <laughs> arcane, arcane. Thank you, arcane. Ladies and gentlemen, all hate mail. Random guy at gmail.com. Okay, I can't. What's no, that's not a real address, by the way. Please don't do that because Probably. random guy at gmail will be writing to not another animal saying, Why do I have a lot of hate mail on my email? It probably is. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, go on, RG. I'm sorry, uh, the my friend. You arcane trailer. It is. Hell yes, I did. Featuring Jinx and V. Yep. Yes, that was insane. I had heard about this a few years ago and. Totally forgot about it, to be honest. But just recently, I watched it, and it was incredible. I loved the animation style. Um, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be coming out on Netflix, so I'm I hyped. So I am too hyped. I speaking yeah. of Netflix, uh, one like uh, I've been checking Netflix. You know, thinking I know Netflix has this black mark, which they do deserve in the anime community because. Anytime they license an anime, they don't, they don't, they don't um, do it. They don't show it weekly. They like to show it at the end of the season, all at once, which is fucking stupid, and I hate that. 
But like recently, I have been checking out the catalog of anime, and some uh, and one of the shows that I've just found that's really really funny is uh, the tale of a house husband. It is about this ex yakuza boss uh, who's a house husband now, and it's like going through his daily life and his daily tribulations. And it is one of the funniest things I've seen in a long while. It reminds me. Nice. It, it reminds me of Dragon Maid. If anybody has seen Dragon Maid, it's like reminds me of Dragon Maid, but take the magic and the dragon and the fantasy things and just replace it with this dude was a former Yakuza. <laughs> and he's so. <laughs> yeah, it's really cool. <laughs> that is really cool, man. How'd you stumble across this? I just chance? went to Netflix, I stole a friend's account. No, it's not your account. I promise, it's not your account. I stole a friend's. Better not be my friend. <laughs> <laughs> I got. I went to Netflix and I just looked up. So no, I wanted something to watch. I was kind of bored, and I re- and I remember Netflix had anime, and I checked the anime, and I checked the anime um, selections, and this one just popped out, and I thought, hey, it's pretty interesting, and I really did enjoy it. I really enjoyed it. Nice. So, what were you saying was the issue with Netflix? They, it, it was a good or bad it's a thing. Bad that they thing. All the it's a bad thing because when they license an anime, like they don't release it weekly. Like um, most animes, they re- most animes, most anime, most shows, they release it when we get in the US, like episode one in week one, episode two, week two. We, they release it weekly, but for Netflix. Except for Netflix outside of Japan, they re- they don't release it and they wait till the show has do- is done airing and they release it all at once. Like that's three months. That's best case scenario. Three months. And like the guy, the people who want to watch the show legally, who really want to watch the show to support the show, we're like just left stranded with our hands up our asses, saying like, "What the fuck? Why?" Where can we watch out? Where can we watch the show? And it's it's happened so many times. It's kind of annoying. Okay, last time I checked, we are in the twenty first century, not the twentieth nineteen hundreds. We're in the two thousands. So, if you have a Funimation or a Crunchyroll account, and I think the two are now yeah not one, company. but they're under the same yeah, umbrella, yeah. you can usually find one of these shows to watch while it's um simulcasting. In um, Japan uh, to watch weekly. Um, Crunchyroll but, and Funimation don't own Netflix. Netflix is a separate company. So when Netflix um, licenses that, <laughs> I never. Okay, back up, back up. Hold your roll, my friend, because you're putting words in my mouth. When did I say they own Netflix or made that correlation? Because I don't remember that came out of my mouth. <laughs> I mean, like Disney owns Fox. It's gonna be. It's gonna be a tick. And I think Sony owns Funimation and Crunchyroll right now. Yes, it's yes, gonna they take do. like trust yeah. me, in like ten years we're gonna see a news article saying Sony buys Netflix. No, I don't think oh, that's gonna, gonna happen. happen. Trust me. But going back to what you said, yes, Sony owns Crunchyroll, or it's under the umbrella, excuse me, yep. of Sony, as well as Funimation. Uh-huh. No, Netflix is no part of either of those three. Nor did I make that correlation or or attachment to it. My Main idea was if you have a Funimation account, if you have a Crunchyroll account, because we support our anime community by paying for this stuff, you can usually find one of these shows that simulcast and watch it. But to Netflix and what you're saying, 
God bless Netflix for releasing all the shows and letting you binge them and sit down and watch the whole fucking show instead of waiting week to week. Because I am tired of waiting week to week for shows to find out something that they drop you on great shows, that is, on a cliffhanger, and you have to wait a full effing week to find out what happens next. Sorry. I'm not in your bandwagon. You know, I'm in the other bandwagon saying, release them all. You know... Release the hounds, my friend. Release the you know, hounds. You know, on any, like, I completely agree with you. And I want to say I agree with you, except for when the show is really, really hyped. Like, when the show is really, really good and, you really, and you're looking really forward to it. And a bunch of people yes. start posting clips. You don't, want any spo- you don't want any spoilers, right? And a bunch of people start okay. posting clips, really, really spoilery clips on YouTube. And then, boom, you're spoiled and you still have to wait three months for the full show. What century are we in? The 20 fucking first century. Ignore, unfriend, ban, mute are all your friends, my friend. And you can do that on any one of these jerks that want to spoil it for the rest of us by posting gifts, posting memes that give away a major arc or give away a spoiler and whatnot. But I, I agree with you. It sucks when you're watching a show and you're hyped for it and... Someone drops a bomb that took a couple more shows to watch, and you're like, the fuck, man? That just kind of kills the, that reaction that you get when you don't know what's going to happen type of vibe. Yeah. So. Get it. Anywho. So what, sh- so what anime have you been watching recently? Haven't been really watching a lot of anime, I have to admit. Um, last show, I kind of talked about a uh, game slash anime I was going to check out, and I actually did. It's called Blue Reflection, and the anime was called Blue Reflection Ray. It was um, interesting. Uh, as I mentioned the last episode, uh, Magical Girls um, in high school, basically dealing with problems that are high school related. Um, their emotions, and let me make sure I get this correct, their emotions uh, take form as something called fragments. And the magical girls become what they called reflectors. Now, when they become a magical girl and a reflector, they basically try to help this other girl come to a resolution with their conflict, whatever that may be, so they can find peace within themselves and the reflector the magical girl takes this fragments and I guess you can call it stealing and incorporate it into themselves once the issue's been resolved so that they can become more powerful and have their own abilities and whatnot it was hmm that's the best way I can put this it wasn't a new concept but it was really interesting to see how they um, laid out the story in a high school setting and the girls kind of relating to each other, um, becoming a magical girl, having support from their friends, and dealing with their own issues. I enjoyed it. Um, I'm up to, I believe, chapter or episode four. Um, haven't had time to finish. It's a, it's a episode that goes to about 23 or 24 episodes. Um, so I will continue it. I will finish it. And 
I'm sorry I don't have more to say with regards to it other than bits and pieces, but even I don't know the whole story yet, so. so. God, remember those days where we could, like, where we could stay up, like, where we could just watch a 24-hour, uh, 24-episode 24 um, anime in, like, a day. Oh, yes. Uh, God, I miss, yes, when we, I miss those days. When we had the time. Come home. God. It's not even about the times, like, fuck Oh, me. no, it's about the time for me, man, because I just don't have a lot of time to sit down and spend and binge a whole show. I mean, if it's, like, nine or ten episodes, then maybe, yes, but you're talking 23 to... A good example, fairy tales. Oh, my God. One season fuck one season no. goes above 30 episodes. Um, I'm like, jeez. I mean, I love the show, don't get me wrong, but I can't binge that much. I just... I. See, I don't like, have that much vacation that time it, anymore to, to spend to an anime. See, <laughs> <laughs> like, but I'm so glad you brought up vacation time because I have just finalized my attack on my attack on Titan vacation. Oh, nice, time. my dude! Like, you see, I'm I'm gonna explain it to you and the entire world. Uh, once Attack on Titan season four is finished, the new uh, season is coming up. I'm gonna take like five days off, right? I'm gonna break my cell phone so nobody can contact me. I'm going to say I'm going to, like, I don't know, some the end of the wall so nobody bugs me. <laughs> I'm going to stay in my house. I'm going to stay in my room and just watch the entire season, of a series of Attack on Titan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that sounds awesome. That means nobody disturbs me, Shiv. Nobody. Whoa. If someone gives me a call, they bet it's somebody, best be, somebody better be dead or dying. For someone the like the producer. FYI, <laughs> be, be on alert that you've been warned. Do not attempt to call random guy. Hey, speaking of Attack on Titan, did you know happening on November 19th to the 21st at Anime NYC New York City, um, Kodansha Comics um, announced just recently on September 29th, they're going to actually have a convention that they're hosting. It's a gallery celebrating the conclusion of the manga Attack on Titan. The whole series. Um, okay. Yes, I think it's very sweet. It will showcase the series creator. And apologies for butchering this name. Yes, I'm going to. Hajime Isiana. The evolution of art um, of the series, Attack on Titan. But it will also include a special message board of fans who are interested. Um, audience, I'm letting you know. It's really easy to participate if you're, if you're interested in doing this right now. Uh, just simply hop on to um, social media, uh, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, any of those four. Um, you can share pictures, post videos, um, but the but the important hashtag to use is hashtag thanks attack on Titan. Again, hashtag thanks attack on Titan. All together, one word. And include your favorite videos, posts, pictures, whatnot, related to Attack on Titans and whatnot. Because the Kodansha comic staff will actually be selecting or choosing the posts, which will be highlighted at the manga gallery. And I think that's really cool to have your work actually put out there for the world to see or for those visiting to check it out. Um, now, there was... Um, they did mention that there was no indication whether this uh, exhibit was going to reflect or had any relevance to an, to a previous Attack on Titan final exhi exhibition that toured recently in Japan in 2019 and 2020. But I just wanted to throw it out there. So You fall asleep, my dude, or what? 
Nah, like, have you seen the new Evangelion movie? That new Evangelion, that new Evangelion 3.33. Did you know, did you know that mechs or mech shows are not my thing? <laughs> so that's a no. <laughs> so that is a no. Yes. Got it. I'm just like, because like when you brought up the end of Attack on Titan, it just, ah, Evangelion, uh, Evangelion, that. That brings back so many, so much memories. Maybe like next episode in a few episodes, we can get back. We can talk about Eva. Eva, get. How? Yeah. God damn it, Eva. Wording is hard, my friend. Wording is hard. <laughs> huh? Wording is hard. Wording. It just, it just, it touches my soul so much. Obviously, it touches something. <laughs> hey, on a on a All serious right. note now. Um. Just recently, and I say within a day or two, um, Koichi Sugiyama, a composer for the Dragon Quest series, passed away at 90 years old. I thought it was worth mentioning that um, he is best recognized uh, for his um, contribution to the Dragon Quest series uh, since the first game back in 1986. But he's also done other works like the Cyborg 09, the second TV series, um, Space Runaway, Idean, uh, Magic Knight, Ray Earth, and even um, Godzilla versus Biolante. Uh, it was a live action special effects film of Godzilla. Um, his uh, Square Enix um, announced that. His last work is going to be for Dragon Quest XII, The Flames of Fate, that is set to release. Oh, yes, I'm being random guy right now. Uh, if you watched the Tokyo Olympics just this past summer, um, that was delayed due to COVID, the first song they played, RG, during the athletes marching in, which they called the Parade of Nations, uh-huh. um, it was yeah. an overture called Lotos theme. Well, that's Dragon Quest's iconic theme, of course, and... That was part of his. Holy crap! Seriously, yeah, that was part of his composition that he um, he composed. Yeah. Damn, dude. Yes. Rest in peace, my dude. Goichi. Rest Sugiyama. in peace. Yes. I'm sorry, Ag. What were you gonna say? I interrupted you. I know I did. Uh. Oh yeah. Right. Aside from mangas and uh, anime, what like what 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 have you been reading? Reading? Because I want to talk about this awesome novel I found, but it's going to take a while, so I'm going to let you go first, my Sure. Dear. I'm not even going to start on what I read right now. Yeah, I read something called Kingdom of Z, which was really cool. But before we do that, let's let's take a step back and talk about the news real fast. One Piece fans, um, Toei Animation and Fathom, Fathom Events have teamed up to screen uh, One Piece's Strong World in the U.S., though. Japanese, you Japanese listeners, you already have this. Uh, it was released back in 2009, but for us, it was released in 2013 on Blu-ray and DVD. Basically, on November 7th and November 9th, one day being dubbed, the other being subs, uh, you're gonna have, we're gonna have access here in the United States to One Piece Strong World. The premise of this one, and I, I don't remember what arc this falls under. But uh, the Straw Hats basically heard that there's problems back in East Blue that they're trying to get back with. And of course, what's a Straw Hat pirate adventure without a little conflict? And they definitely find one with them. 
a character called Golden Lion Shiki. Well, Shiki has his eyes set on needing a navigator. And if you're familiar with One Piece, our navigator is Nami. So basically, a fight ensues with the crew who are spread out on an island that's filled with monsters and beasts. And the prize, of course, is Nami. And basically, Shiki gives her an ultimatum, either join his crew or her crew of Luffy and the Straw Hat Pirates will die. But we all know how that's going to work out. I thought that was pretty cool. I haven't watched a One Piece film in quite a while, so... Wait, I'm sorry. This was... I remember this movie. This was before Luffy got his guess, his second gear. No, 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 no. He, he had his, like he had his third day. gear. Yes, by this time, yeah, he had his, his third, third gear. gear. Yeah. He, he hadn't developed past that, but that's all I know. I don't remember what arc it falls under, but... I know for a fact he had his third gear. Um, also, other news I want to mention real quick. Anyone um, who enjoyed the show, that time I got reincarnated as a slime, well... You're going to get to enjoy and relive, if you're a gamer, Isekai Memories. Basically, an RPG smartphone game. Um, they just recently released an English sub-trailer showcasing um, the anime to smartphone game. And you're basically reliving the moments of the anime, where you're helping to build the nation of Tempest. It's a turn-based 3D battle system. Uh, it's got a nation building system included on there. Basically, it's like you're building huts and you're including resources and whatnot. So, I they did not say if this is gotcha related. I do not think it is, but don't take my word for it. I don't have all the final information. Um, but pretty cool if you're a reincarnated as a slime fan and you want to play the game for it. Neato. Yes. Now, RG, I had a question for you. Cool, cool, cool. Platinum End. Platinum End. Sound familiar? Nope. Exactly. How about these two creators? Obata and Ob Oba. No. No? Still don't ring a bell? Okay, let's try a little more. How about Death Note? Oh, yeah, I know Death Note. Because both of those are the creators for Death Note. Death Note, excuse me. And they are also the creators for this new series coming out called Platinum End. And it's set to stream and premiere in October on both Funimation and Crunchyroll. But basically the premise is a troubled middle schooler is set to rival against 12 other humans to determine a winner in this free-for-all battle. Well, what is the prize? God of the world. Such a small prize. Um, it's been over 10 years since the creators have put out a show since Death Note. So it will be interesting to see how this plays out. And I believe we came across it, RG, in our fall 2021 preview of what we were going to watch. But yep, yep, yep. I, I did not know that the creators from Death Note were a part of this show. So I may end up adding this to, just to see how, how everything works out. Yikes. I am going to definitely check it out, yo. Yeah. Now, if you have any Baki fans out there, RG, tell me you know what Baki is. I do, but I don't like it. What is it? It's a boxing anime. <laughs> no, my friend. You are so wrong. It's a martial arts Yeah. anime. Yeah, it's martial arts. Watch yourself, my it's friend. It's martial do arts not, do not in the same it. way uh, Love Life. It's about 
It's martial arts in the same way Love Life is a normal school show. Yeah, no, it's definitely martial arts. Boxing is one incorporation of, um, what's the word, fighting technique that they use in there. Anyways, my point of bringing up Baki is there are plans for a commemoration of the Baki series 30th anniversary. Um, there is a project uh, being crowdfunded to recreate the underground arena in a full-size scale, by the way, at the Tokyo Dome City. It has tentative dates, but a lot of this is dependent on crowdfunding as well, even though they say they're going to go through with this. So for our Japanese listeners, uh, it has tentative dates for 2022 of Saturday, March 5th, running through Sunday, April 17th. Again, 2022. Um just imagine one of these life-size arenas that there's sand on the outside and you see bones and um, teeth and basically uh, underground, well, not that it's common, but underground fight club basically is what I imagine. I think that's kind of pretty cool. Um, they go off the, there is going to be an admission fee for it. So they go off with the slogan or model um, where only the selected ones can enter. Basically, you're paying an admission free for it. But if you're interested in helping out or giving any contribution, you can find it on the website, a Japanese website, camp-fire.jp. Again, camp, C-A-M-P-fire, F-I-R-E, dot J-P. And you can look up more information about it, and it explains the different tiers and different um, contributions, and they'll give... They give out free goodies like most of the crowd, crowdfundings or um, what are they called? I can't even think of it. Kickstarters. But this is called crowdfunding. Crowdfunding. So check it out if you're a big Baki fan. I am not a big Baki fan. That show looks fucking weird. I know you're not. I actually started watching the first one. It was two seasons. Again, another long episode. It was intense, my dude. They're fighting. They, they are no holds barred to the death. Blood, twisted arms, broken bones. I was. Yeah, I'd rather watch JoJo. Quite amazed. I'd rather watch JoJo. <laughs> I'd rather not. I am not a big JoJo fan. Oh, I'm sorry, audience, God. if you are. No, 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 not no, my cup of tea. no. You did not just nope. say you don't like JoJo. I just oh, went there. Yes, shit. JoJo is not my cup of tea. Oh the, shit! Oh the shit! The style, oh, the animation. Mm-hmm. The animation does nothing for me. The style does nothing for me. It has a good story, don't get me wrong, but I just can't get past the the aesthetic, the look of them. I, I have issues with it. Oh, I, I'll refer back to, we are in the 21st century, so get with the times. <laughs> I don't know this person, okay? I don't know this yes, person. Yes, he is your co-host, my friend. I don't know this person. We just, like, met on a bus sometime, Woo! and he just broke in my place. I do not know this man. Do not associate me with him. I love JoJo. <laughs> so, we were talking about manga, or light novels, yep. and um, the recent one I just currently picked up was called Kingdom of Z. Um, it's with, uh, and apologies for mispronouncing names, I try my best. Sato is your main protagonist. Um, he was a high school pitcher. He's basically caught up in a zombie apocalypse where he's hiding out because he's really scared in the locker. 
and all of a sudden these zombies, which are the, his friends or, or, or classmates, start piling into a room and he's afraid he's going to die because he has no experience and he's scared shitless. When these two girls enter, Miki and Karen, and he's not sure whether he's saved or he's going to have to go out and save them because he's trying to muster up the courage to go out there. But psyching himself up to fight, he's surprised when the two girls instantly take out the group of zombies that he's been hiding from. And they take him out with a bat, brutally just bashing the head off. And one of them uses her own physical strength to kind of knock him out. After they're done with knocking out the zombies and killing them, he, the door of his locker just swings open and you see him standing there like a scaredy cat and whatnot and they kind of spot him and one of the girls identifies him and recognizes him because she makes it a point to know her classmates and who's the strongest and whatnot. Basically, it's a high school zombie apocalypse where these two girls you think are saviors trying to start a community of survivors when in actuality they're trying to start their own nation of zombies where they are in control and everyone will submit and be subjugated to their rule and that totally caught my attention and i'm hooked so that's just the first chapter as i read more i'll go ahead and lay the story but it's called kingdom of z yeah so much you what about awesome. you? What you? What have you been reading, or what's keeping you occupied? The I've been reading Wom Parahumans by Wildbo, and this I it is awesome, and I <laughs> it is so I, it's really 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 good. It's 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 basically uh, it's like Marvel and DC came together, had a baby, decided to abandon the baby, and then the baby was brought up by a bunch of emo vampires. Holy hell! Wow. Um, it's okay. It's awesome, and I I'm I'm doing it in just and I'm not doing it very. No, good that's justice, great justice, really, really man. Good. That's a good synopsis. I'm I'm intrigued. Tell us. Okay, so. It the story's about a um, girl named Taylor Habit, who lives in a world where superpowers, uh, where superpowers are real, right? But this isn't like your Marvel or DC where oh everybody has powers, but it's all right. This, the world is okay with people having powers. No, this is if this is what would happen if people actually had powers. If so, if uh, so, if somebody could wake up one day and find uh, if, if somebody could wake up one day and with the power to destroy an entire city block what do you think the world is going to look like and this goes into detail explaining n the world is not ready for powers like if somebody like it, the the entire like this is going to be this is a mild plot this is a mild spoilers but the world of power humans of one power humans is on the brink of total collapse because so many people have so destructive powers that world government cannot handle that and that is so awesome that sounds really awesome i i'm really intrigued it with is. this yeah it is. how many chapters or how far have you how far have you gotten it is oh i've finished the entire thing <laughs> so you binged it yeah. nice yeah. very nice my dude very nice so recommendation a must-read? It's an absolute must-read. You need to read this. Cool. 
it's so good that it actually it literally like it's so good that the people who finished reading it loved it so much they created an entire site for fan fiction called Space Battles and Space Velocity and uh, and Sufficient Velocity that all that's all that, it's it's really good and it the fact that it is in more mainstream is kind of sad. <laughs> yeah, I hear that. Rather stay indie, huh? Yeah. Well, my dude, before we close out this show, one last um, one last topic I want to talk about is for our toy collectors out there. Um, I do not assume everyone knows, but there is a website called Sideshow, one word, Sideshow Collectibles. And basically what Sideshow does is offer statues, collectible figures, maquettes, um, silver coins, and so forth, collectible items. Well, just recently, they started taking pre-orders for one of my favorite X-Men, Magic, and the zombie Captain America from the, if any of you are familiar, the What If series that has currently concluded um, on Disney+. Plus. It's really cool. Um, Captain Carter, who is the alternate reality alternate version of captain america is also for pre-order as well but what i love rg about this site yes the figures are expensive they are a couple hundred dollars if not more but they have if the figure has not been released yet and it's say years or months away they offer an option what i call the 21st century railway plan basically a payment option where you don't have to dump all your money at once and you can pay over time you just select a pre-established date like the 5th, the 10th, the 15th, the 20th, the 25th. You have five days to select from out of the month, but you consistently have to make those payments to basically pay off the figure until it's it's released. And I think it's a cool option. Um, even you Genshin Impact players, there are figures available for pre-order. Go take a look if you have some time. Again, it's called SideshowCollectibles.com. And... That's where I get my collectibles, statues, and maquettes from when when I'm feeling the the need to geek out and have a few on on display at my place. <laughs> cool. So, RG, I think we've cool. taken enough of their time. Um, take us take us yeah. out, my dude. Where can the audience participate with us? That we're still waiting for an audience to participate with us. <laughs> we are on Twitter at not another anime podcast Twitter. We are on Twitter, we are on YouTube, and we are on Spotify, and we are on an iPod, po- and we are on an Apple Podcast. Wicked. Hope to, hope to see you there. Have fun. Goodbye, and thank you for listening. Hold on, before you cut them off, why do they want to contact us? Please, if you have any comments or feedback for us, feel free to reach out to us, even on Gmail, not another anime at gmail.com. Reach out to us. Let us know what you thought about this episode that we put out here. Let us know your opinions on a free-to-play. Do you agree with RG or myself or take a neutral stance? Do you think they should give us, stu- they give us the player community more stuff or more goodies just to keep us enticed and keep on playing their game or promoting it in such a way? Or if you have your own manga that you want to share with us, during this time of Halloween and zombies, vampires, and demons, as I stated from the very beginning, that you want to reach out and let us know, please, I would love to hear. I'm always open and willing to watch new stuff. Yeah, I have my opinions, but doesn't mean me and RG are not open-minded enough to try and delve into new items. 
So reach out to us, please, is all I'm saying. Back to RG. Yep, definitely reach out to him because I am staunch in my belief and everybody else else is wrong except me because I am perfect. Right. So with that said... (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening. Have fun. Goodbye and enjoy. Peace, my dudes. Adios.